Walking through the streets, you arrive at the unmarked building. As you approach, the door is opened with perfect timing by Stevens. Without breaking stride, you walk into the hall, remove your coat, and exchange it for the drink already awaiting you in Stevens' other hand. You wave to members, old and new, as you make your way to the fireplace. This is your night to bring the story, and it's time to begin. Welcome to the club. Welcome back to The Club Presents Girl Underground. We rejoin our story. We ended chapter one with Kat arriving in this brand new world, only to be interestingly welcomed at the Painted Circus, where she gained the magical ability to juggle while piercing her foot, kicked a red panda in the gomers. She broke up a fight between what appears to be an anthropomorphic fox and what is an anthropomorphic anteater, only to have the circus come under attack by fiery arrows and charging in from the Order of the Mask. Captain Ash, the toy soldier, scooped young cat in his arms and made off into the woods for safety. So as we return to our heroes, we zoom in on... Captain Ash, who is holding Cat in his arms, running, and despite being a soldier and knowing better, he turns over his shoulder and gets one last look before he can no longer see the fire, and we zoom in onto his face and dissolve into a flashback of Captain Ash's history. What do we see, Captain Ash? I used to be a soldier in the Order of Mask, believe it or not. Uh, the Order of Mask has an infantry, infantry division. So I know this kind of attack very well. I used to be part of these exterminator squads. We would go around and wipe out camps and villages and of people who didn't fit in with the Order's uh, ideal uh, vision for society. I used to follow, uh, follow orders blindly. It was a soulless existence. I didn't think for myself. I followed orders blindly and caused a lot of destruction in my day. Fought a lot of battles and caused a lot of chaos. Eventually, I just couldn't take it anymore. Something in me changed and I snapped and I couldn't continue with the crazy orders we were given. But finally, one day, the orders came to take out the circus that we just got attacked today. This could have been my division wiping out the circus if uh, I wasn't where I am now. So I defied orders and I refused to uh, go on the missions. My commanding officer, didn't take it well, canceled the mission, and put my squad on a reserve for a while. We were relegated to uh, patrols and backwater du duties where uh, we'd patrol the, uh, the more established areas of the Order of Mass. One day, my squad got assigned a mission to just patrol a network of caves. They actually, these caves that we're heading to now, these caves used to be inhabited by a cave troll. 
but our platoon was not made aware of this. We were just on a scouting expedition to uh, map out the area. But it turns out the commander of our army sent us there on a suicide mission. The cave troll was prepared for us and had all the means necessary to just wipe out my platoon, which is exactly what happened. So all my uh, compatriots were just dismantled and crushed to pieces. I barely survived. I was dismembered. I was just a torso with a head left for dead. The troll, he left the area. Uh, his orders were just to wipe out the squad and, and report back to uh, the order. That's when the ringmistress found me. She was looking for a cave of some kind to use as a place to store supplies and have as a, a backup shelter in case the order came and they had to uh, scramble in retreat. She was interested in the cave for strategic purposes and found me there. Fantastic. We pull back out of that. Ringing in your ears, you can hear Mistress Maya telling you to return to that cave, that, that point you've agreed on, and the, that area obviously means a lot to you. You know how to get there, like the back of your hand, so you're leading the charge. You follow through with your promise, and you and uh, the and, and Gomer and uh, Robin all make it there, along with several of the other acts that fled, but not everybody has made it there. And you said before that we would uh, stay there until the next day and then reevaluate when we saw who could make it. Mm-hmm. So everybody has been have been waiting. You you guys have arrived there at night. What uh, what do each of you do to pass the time after like said this this crazy event that you were all afraid would happen? What are you doing to keep yourselves calm while you're waiting to see who else shows up? Robin is sleeping. He's curled up in a corner, snoring very loudly, <laughs> rip it, cutting logs like he's he's worn out. For now, I'm uh, keeping watch at the front. I've instructed Gomer to watch over Cat and make sure that her wound is tended to and that she's not too upset. And I'm just kind of anxiously waiting and looking for Mistress Maya. Feel like she's still my commanding officer, and until she returns, I'm pretty distraught. I don't like being told what to do so much <laughs> i go i go make sure that she's safe and stuff despite having no reason really to at this point continue to help her and then i immediately exit the cave and and, and scale the side of it to to also run lookout because me having the shrillest voice can be a great alarm <laughs> should we see anything you've had a few a uh, few of the members of the circus have have come and found their way there. And just when you are about to lose hope, you see Ringmistress Maya crutching herself on her cane, making her way there. Obviously, first thing I do, inform everybody, far too loud in case the order is near. (laughs) It's Maya! I rush down the path to to help her. I am not much help. I am far too small to be of any use, but I'm there morally to to help her moral support to get her down this path while I assume old old Woodlegs comes and actually does something to to help out. Ash, what do you do when you you come out, you hear that cry? I wish I could have uh, do something to quiet the noise, but it's too late for that. I just give a curse under my breath and meet Maya in front of the waterfall and uh, give a salute. Mistress, we've gathered as many as we can. We have small fire going in the cave. Uh, the girl is safe. She's sleeping right now. I wish I could report better news, but not many people made it back, I'm afraid. Well, I don't I don't totally trust that uh, the getting up to Maya and now I don't totally know that it's her. Okay. And I'm I'm worried that we this may not be 
as it seems, which uh, mm. is when I can use my the bark is bigger power. It also sounds like you're trusting your I instincts. I am trusting my instincts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can roll three. Eight. That is a mixed success. The truth, you find out the truth beneath the surface, but also the truth is worse than the veneer. You take a good long look at Maya because you, you know her, she's been your leader, and you're suspicious it could be a trap, and you realize that, like, you recognize the staff. It's, it's a one of a kind. It has to be her. But you can also see that while she has definitely used that staff as a walking stick and, and casually before, you can tell that she most of her weight is being put on that. She is very deeply injured. Well, I guess then I just know it's her then. Yeah. You, do, do you, do you <laughs> I'm back down? to where I was, where we're just trying to get her back <laughs> in the cave. You you help her into the I cave. I give her a quick apology. <laughs> For being so suspicious. <laughs> you know she's dying, though. Yeah. Like, that could change. <laughs> <laughs> she scratches you behind the ear to show that she forgives you. Sorry, Maya, I couldn't see your tattoo in the dark. <laughs> it's you. She pulls down her shirt a little. <laughs> so you get Maya into the cave, and she looks to Ash. And, Ash, I need you to, to gather Robin and Gomer and, and the girl. Please bring them to me. I need to speak with all of you. Uh, where are you at, Robin? Robin's asleep. <laughs> okay, I uh, I shake him awake gently at first. <laughs> Robin, you awake, buddy? We gotta go. The night is crazy still. Uh, we need to go talk to Maya. She need to bring her over here to me. <laughs> oh boy, what do I do with, about this? Oh, I give him a I give him a rougher rougher uh, shake. Before you can do that, his paw comes up and catches whatever you're gonna do to shake him. <laughs> no. Gomer has dealt with this before. I uh, hope so. As Ash is trying to wake Robin, Gomer just bites Robin's tail. <laughs> oh, if you bite my, if you bite Robin's tail, he jumps up screaming. <laughs> you see behind Robin's eyes, like they like they're the yellow fox eyes, but they light up. And there's like almost like this fire underneath it that you've never seen before. Ooh! Pause in the air. <laughs> <laughs> And he just says, let's go where we're going. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Perfect. All right, keep it together, boys. I go find Kat. Uh, Kat, how are you feeling? You can, manage, can you manage to walk? Yeah, my foot's just throbbing, but it's much better. All right, uh, very good. Oh, well, let's go. Maya's requested her presence. Everybody approaches Maya, and Kat especially notices she's not the way that you met her where she was exuberant and high energy and, and entertaining. Now she is, she's bruised. She's cut up, uh, clearly exhausted. And she says, I, the, the reason I've called you all here is because I, I can trust the three of you. And she points at, uh, at everyone but Kat. Kat is, is standing back, kind of seeing this, not sure how to be a part of what's happening because so much has happened. And she says, I did everything I could, but the Order of the Mask, they, they took everyone else who didn't make it. They, they captured them all, and they're going, they're going to do terrible things to them. But there's hope. This girl, and she points at Kat, it draws all your attention to her. She, she has one of the pendants. Uh, she, she's looking at you. She's waiting for, for Kat to, to react to her drawing the attention to you. I take it out of my really awesome MC Hammer pants. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I and I just kind of hold it up for everybody to see. The uh, the pendants you all know are only worn by the Order of the Mask, and they are only bestowed on the soldiers that they allow to travel to other dimensions. The the fact that these agents were sent after her means they need her. It means that she has access to some magic that they need, and if they get access to any more magic, they will destroy all of us. You have to protect her at any cost. And she she motions to to Cat. Cat, please come here. And she she takes you by the hand, and she says, "This uh, this is a lot to put on someone that I I just met. What you have in your possession could be the key to saving all of us. If these people that you say came after you and you took this from one of them, that means that you are part of this, whether you know what you have or not. I need your help." They've taken, not just my, they've taken all of our family from us. They've taken them and they are going to get rid of them. And I don't know how you are supposed to help, but you have to help because you have that. She gestures towards the the necklace again. Can you help us? No, man, I'm sorry. She does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow. (laughs) Just give me corn dogs. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, this is a lot of pressure being put on a twelve-year-old. This, mm. uh, I mean, yeah, she looks like somebody that inspires you, but it, it's it's not that person. But I, well, and I'm confused because I feel like ever since I landed in this place, I've caused destruction. It seems like everything is my fault. <laughs> sure, Pretty, everything's pointing to everything is my fault. Gotcha. It's not that I don't want to help, but I'm just, I don't know how to articulate that fear to her. And I just start crying. <laughs> oh no. Aww. Mr. Ringmistress Maya brings you in to her ample bosom. <laughs> to her sugar tits. <laughs> into, <laughs> into her sugar tits. Robin just puts his paw on his head. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she she just says, I, I know it's not fair. I know I'm asking more of you than I should somebody that we don't even know I'm gonna ask you to take part in something very dangerous and know that I would not do that lightly if you say no it's likely that magic will die I'm afraid I'm gonna mess it all up oh I know what that's like you just gotta jump in and do it anyway sometimes yeah something else I've learned is making decisions is better than not making decisions even if you make the wrong decision we can't sit idle and uh, wait at this point. Action sometimes is the best, of course. It's harder to mess up more than everyone dying. Well said. <laughs> Glad I could help. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll do whatever you guys need me to do. Uh, Ash, the, the fact that you used to be a tool of the Order of the Mask, is that something that has been secret between you and Maya, or is that have you kind of let people know that? I don't think I've let anybody else know. Uh, Maya knows my full history. She uses my knowledge and my insight to just stay one step ahead of the order. That's how we got this cave set up with the supplies. And so she trusts me despite my, my shady and complicated past. Okay. She, she says, they've taken the rest of our family. She looks at Captain Ash and she says, they've, they've taken them to 
the Hall of Ten Thousand Masks, which you know to be as the the headquarters of the Order of the Mask. The only way we can save them is to go after them before something irreparable is done. She has what will give us access to the hall. I I need you to to all go and protect her. She will get you access to the hall and then you have to save them and then we'll leave. We'll go wherever we have to, but we can't leave them to die. Ash, I know you know where the hall is. I need you to lead them. I do know, but the girl, she's so young. She's not ready for this and she doesn't know magic yet. Can she even use the amulet? You won't make it in without her. She brought it from the other world, which means it's tied to her. I put my hand on your shoulder. I say, it's okay, I can do this. If you guys are with me, just tell me what to do, I can do it. We're okay, trust us. We can do this. I'm in. First, a round of drinks. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> you, you have your round of drinks and set off. It's a few hours travel because you you obviously don't want to take the main road everybody except for captain ash kind of wonders like he's leading the way in a very distinct way like there's no confusion so that registers on all of you that uh, that he seems to just know exactly what's going on hmm. so you've been here before i've been here before you know where we're going yes i have a confession to make to you guys this is not my first time at the Hall of a Thousand Masks. This place is a nightmare. I have good reason for my doubt and fear. I don't see how we can accomplish this task. What uh, happened last time you were here? You guys probably don't know about my past, if Maya never told you, but I used to be in the Order of Masks. What? Huh? You told, you said that I was the one leading the Order of the Masks to the tent, and you're one of them all the time? I'm not one of them anymore. I deserted. I defected. What if they're tracking you? Cat, yeah. you see this this tension in the group immediately start unfolding, and you know that you have to keep this group together. What what do you do when you see this tension start rising? I get angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do. I get angry because yeah. this feels like like my burden. I've been carrying this guilt of I feel like I brought all this down on everyone. The tent burned, and people are probably going to die, and Maya might die because I showed up. I'm the one with the amulet. And so it's frustrating to me that they're all fighting and blaming Ash because he's clearly not up to anything nefarious. He's just doing what she asked, and they were all fine with that when she was asking it, but now they're giving him a hard time. After I just came in and, like, bulldozed everything, <laughs> I, I interrupt their fighting. I'm like, you guys... You have to stop fighting. We can't let what happened be for nothing. Maya might die, and Ash Ash made some mistakes, but he's going to be able to get us there. And without that, we would be lost. There's a reason for everything. All right, give me give me a roll. You're breaking your manner of You being... were very calm and collected you for dicks. being angry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Five. Four. Yeah. Oh, wait. Can I impart wisdom so she can re-roll? You sure can. You So you see Kat get angry at the fact that... Uh, and she's clearly about to be so angry that her point is not going to come across right, at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to attempt to calm her down, hopefully remove some of that, that personal burden so she can clear her head a bit. 
So and less about calming her, her down, more about targeting where her anger belongs. At the Order. Yeah. And not at Ash. Right. Or at us. Right. Because we're right to be suspicious of Ash. I'm not saying I'm not going to go on this journey with this dude, but no. like, I'm keeping an eye on him. Give me, give me a roll. All right. Nine. So the girl, because you are imparting your wisdom, the girl can re-roll one of her die. I think she Which re-rolls, re-rolls the whole thing. Oh, re-roll the whole thing. Yeah. Sorry. Five. Again. So plus Six. one. Six. <laughs> but... Uh, so, so you have to tell us what ad- what advice do you give her, but also what do you neglect to tell her? Well, the advice that I <laughs> can't. I know it can feel like like all this is is just happened because you showed up. But this has been going on well before you got here, and you got to understand that you can't let that cloud your vision for the, this this whole mission. Okay. And then what I don't tell her that I'm fairly suspicious of of her, and I want to get here to see what her role in all of this is. Oh. I'm only on for this journey to see why she has this amulet. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have fucked right off when I was like, oh, we're going to the big death place. Cool. <laughs> All right. I am so touched by Gomer's speech. You know, he's trying to make me feel better, and I just know that I can trust him completely now. And so, so that, you know, being able to trust someone again kind of heals something in me. And, and I, I have this clarity and I'm like, you guys, it's the order we should be fighting, not each other. So let's do this. And I just start marching on ahead like I assume they're going to follow me. Nice. So what is the new belief Dicks. you've developed? <laughs> so that was never show anger. Uh, be assertive. Be assertive. So you've made this, but because of your low roll, what part of your rebellion is misunderstood by everybody? So they they see my resolve and they see me march right past them with all the confidence in the world. And they think that I am doing way better about all this than I actually am. (laughs) (laughs) So you've instilled false confidence. Oh, yeah. It was not (laughs) true at all. Yeah, did you hear my speech? It was nothing. This shouldn't have worked. <laughs> it was not a good speech. I'm like, all right, she's good. Well, there expected. was a little bit of good. Like, <laughs> this has been happening for a while. This has been going on. You, uh, you continue on on your path and eventually come out to, to a road that leads to the Hall of 10,000 Masks. Now, for those of you who haven't been there, you've heard these horror stories of this diabolical place where this this enclave of soldiers is. But when you arrive today, you see this massive hall, and it is decorated with bright balloons and streamers. Like, you can tell that if this place closed up, it could definitely seal itself like a fortress. But as you approach it, it is... It is wide open and it is welcoming. It's very confusing from what you expected to see. Guys, I, I don't think this is going to be as big a deal as, as Maya made it out to be. Certainly not how I remember cool. it. Captain Ash, this definitely seems very weird to you. Maybe we could uh, give some information. Is there is it like civilians coming in and out, do you think? There, there are civilians gathered around, but they haven't gone inside. If we can... Uh, Find somebody to talk to. What's the the outside of this look like? It is like a massive fortress, but like the drawbridge is down. There, there's no gates anywhere. Okay. It's very welcoming. So I head up the chains to try to hear if I can hear anything uh, interesting being talked about. Anything just that scramble might up. Yeah, I scramble up on the chains and I, I perch up there while Ash goes and tries to find someone to talk to <laughs> to see if I can hear anything. Okay. There, there are two guards. Like you hear two guards in the guard tower where they would they'd race up the chains and be like. 
Oh man, you drew the the short straw. Getting getting drawbridge duty on execution day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like <sighs> everybody, like we're not going to be raising it up on execution day. Like I don't know why they even put anybody up here. It's stupid. Just shooting the shit about like what a lazy day it's going to be. Because they don't have to. They don't have to keep watch. Like there's people coming in and out. Like the, nobody's going to sound an alarm today. That's ridiculous. Can I attempt to? Like just sneak into their conversation? Is it to try to get them to reveal more about what's happening? Oh <laughs> like, ah, yeah, it's, execution day is always so boring up here. What's even happening? Who's they executing today? <laughs> uh, give, give me a roll. I just I want to. I'm just rolling to just see. roll. I just want to roll two d six and see what happens. Five. Five. <laughs> that voice and they're like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, man. I thought that was you. No. I thought that was you. I, very scared, slide down the chain, hurting my gomers again in the process. <laughs> you rack your gomer on every, your yeah, gomers on every, on every chain on your way down. But I do, I can tell them about the execution. <laughs> execution. I've heard of this. They open the halls of a thousand masks in execution day. Uh, 10,000 masks. 10,000 masks, even. No, it's even worse. Oh. So more masks. Uh, 10 times? The hall of exponential masks. <laughs> The Order of Mask has such little value for life. Being a, a wooden construct myself is something I value very highly, so the, the flagrant disregard for, for life I take very harsh. Captain uh, Ash, what are we supposed to do here? If uh, Gomer is correct, and this is indeed execution day, I imagine that we'll be executing our friends today. This is paramount that we stop this. And as soon as you say paramount that we stop this, Robin straightens himself up, dusts his paws, and goes, done. And <laughs> strolls in <laughs> to where, where the opening, to yeah. where it's going. Robin uh, marches through the crowd, and you uh, get to the front, and there's a man and a mask and a white robe that is standing in front of you. And uh, he, he looks down at you. Ah, welcome. Show me. Uh, if you'd like to come inside, I need to see your pass. Robin does a little razzle-dazzle with his hand, and as he sticks it out, there's a pass on the end of it. <laughs> I shapeshift. I'll, I'll let you roll second nature on that. Second nature or release the beast, because you're letting your shapeshifting powers go for it. It has to be shapeshifting, then, so that's yeah. a seven. And so what form I take is that I have a pass in my hand. Okay, so you... And what bit of myself do I give in trade? Yes. There's something about my hand that it will always bear that writing. Oh. From the past on the hand. All right. Ooh. So he he because looks Because I, I really like focused on it being real there, so it's always going to be there. So it's essentially like burned into your hands, yeah. this pass of like, oh, you have... <laughs> I'm, I'm very sorry. I did not realize you were you were a guest of Jacques the Octopus. You, you, uh, you have... If that is enough. You do not need to keep talking to me, I'm, minion. I'm very sorry. Please, uh, do you have your party with you? Yes. You and I raise my hand and snap my fingers. <laughs> and it's a thing that they, it's like, you feel this urge to like, oh, we're good. And you come up to where I am. So you, you all four gather. He's like, please, uh, uh, step this way and collect your mask. Thank you. And he, he guides you over and there's a tray with these, these masks. They're mm. face down. Please, uh, 
I, you were just in time for the festivities. Uh, please grab your mask and place it to your face, and we will uh, we will allow you inside. This is a violation of my rights. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, COVID. Is this required? Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is required. Please. This is the hall of ten thousand masks. Everyone has to wear a mask. I'm wearing a mask. What's the reason for the wearing mask? Common human decency. Wear. A mask. What study says? <laughs> These masks make me a decent person. <laughs> Well, if you don't put on a mask, you can't go inside. No shirt, no shoes, no mask. Fine. Are you really suspicious of these masks? No, I'll wear the mask. <laughs> oh, I pick up the mask and look at it. As soon as you're holding it, it, it starts off as a blank mask, but as you look into it, it transforms into something that the core of your uh, the core of your personality is what is brought upon on the mask. So if you were a, a jovial person, it'd be a giant smiling face. If you're a skeptical person, it might be a scowl. It is the facial expression of oh dear. what you would say is the, uh, the most identifying emotion about you. So what, each of you grab your mask. What do those masks look like? Mine looks sad. Mine looks angry. Robin's uh, looks like a very uh, jovial face, but on the top part of it, there's a, a crown. Nice. That's perfect for Robin. Mine looks like a panda. <laughs> a little sad and scared a little bit. A different, like the regular panda, the black and white one? Uh, yeah, it's, a it's a regular panda face. Because that's how, how I view myself. <laughs> I don't know we're different. It has tiny hands at the top that are raised up. Oh, I also want to have a cloak on, so they're not going to notice that I'm a, a soldier. Perfect. Okay. Soldier. Disguise, disguising yourself yeah. a little bit. Yeah. As soon as you all put on your masks, you are allowed entrance into the hall, and you see this. It, it looks like a a massive party. Uh, as soon as the, you say, as we see party, Robin <laughs> starts nodding and looking at everybody, and he puts uh, his hand on a cat's shoulder and goes, follow my lead. Okay. And we march up to wherever they're uh, serving drinks and uh, order drinks. Perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm only 12. <laughs> You're not in your own world anymore. It's going to be all right. <laughs> so you, get, you all get handed a drink as Robin's passing around these drinks. I'm very excited. It's like cider, so he knows he's not going to get you drunk. It's like like a very, very low-alcoholic yeah. cider. Well, the other guys can have something stronger. Wood alcohol for the soldier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll hold my drink, but I'm not going to drink it. So you, uh, you're, you're making your way around this party, and uh, Kat, you notice that there are trophies along the wall on the outside. And they're all strangely things that you recognize in, in a strange way. Like you see mounted up on one wall is um, an, an apple with a bite taken out of it. You see pieces of like a gingerbread house in one of them. You see uh, a glass slipper in another like trophy case. So you see all these things that like are eerily reminiscent of, of stories you remember uh, not only your mother telling you growing up, but you, but, but stories you've, you've read 
when you checked out books in the library, all these these fairy tales, you see just lined with these strange relics. And, uh, and as you're following these trophies, you see on the far wall, there is a golden axe, but it's not not the size of of like a normal axe, a normal woodsman's axe that you would you'd imagine. It is almost the size of the entire wall. It is way too heavy for any person to use. It's to taking up this entire space. You feel that spot where you are uh, where do you have the pendant? Do you have it in your pocket or in your hand around your neck? Where are you keeping it? In my pocket. You feel almost like an electric charge in like burning in your pocket. Uh, the closer you get to this this mass, like you, there is just magic radiating off of this thing, and it seems to be the the centerpiece of all the action. And uh, and while everybody else is kind of enjoying it, Robin has has everybody getting drinks and and i have a move for revelry if we want to yes, go there please. okay so as what's that revel. Let's revel okay yeah let's do that robin holds up his mug and sees that cat's down there exploring something so he's like well let's let's get this party on and he starts to sing he holds up his mug and just starts to say whoa <laughs> 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 you know like what's on execution day this is where we shall play i hope we're not the one we slay oh execution day yes. <laughs> oh god that's amazing <laughs> so uh yeah I, I roll when i uh sing dance or otherwise engage in boisterous Merrymaking. It feels like instinctual. That, yeah, that, that is instinctual. Like I'll give you a bonus dice on that. So that is a 10. Woo! Who joins our revelry and what do they do? What do they, what help do they offer? Yeah, you've just taken this party by storm. Any notable uh, people in the party that we could uh, entice? Oh, there, there are definitely, like, there are common folk all wearing masks, but then you can definitely see there are people in very ornate armor, very, very distinct looking people you see um an anthropomorphic octopus uh in armor uh that is hanging out i think that there's like some tentacles over there like yeah. tapping along yep. as the song starts go nuts and would the octopus kind of be nearby where cat is yeah so i think the octopus is boisterously kind of singing along with my little he like takes the next verse or whatever and then we go back to the chorus and he's happy as can be and he glances over at Kat and uh, can offer her any input that she needs uh, uh, by the door. Perfect. Mm. So uh, he, like, he, he, the octopus has like a tankard in each hand. Yeah. Just having a great time. Yeah. Give us that, that uh, next verse. Well, no, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish I, was, I wish I'd memorized your verse already because it was great. <laughs> He is like just—he's got a tanker. He's very wasted. His uh, and he has—he has a mask that is a like an ink blot. It looks like an ink block test. It's a Rorschach mask, <laughs> so it looks like your parents fighting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he's just like, this is execution day. Oh, I love executing. Rap comes over and you're like, you, you used my guest pass. This is so exciting. And he like wraps a tentacle around Robin. 
He's like, I knew. I got very drunk, and I gave a guest pass, and I guess it was to you. It was to me. And then he wraps his tentacle around Cat, and he's like, Ah, and you is his part of his plus one. This is exciting. He's very happy. Very drunk. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. Thanks so much for inviting us, and we had such a great time with you last time. We're just thrilled to be here. Hey, what's this? What's this axe up here? Oh, ah, <laughs> oh, this axe, this axe. Oh, I'm so happy you asked about this axe. This is the best part of the Hall of Ten Thousand Masks. It is the source of the Order of the Masks' power. We have taken this relic, and it has grown in magical power because no human can wield the magic, so it continues to grow. You would not believe it started out as this tiny. Woodsman's axe, and now it is the size of a wall. It is magnificent. Do you ever touch it? <laughs> I would not dare. It could explode one of my eight arms off, and that seems very dangerous. <laughs> I would have one less arm to drink with, and he hammers like three <laughs> more tankards. Hey, uh, Jean Claude. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> this is close enough. If I told you that it's my name, I guess that is my name. <laughs> So what's with the execution? Where's that? Oh, one? I cannot wait. Okay, you see this? Okay. And he like pulls you real close as I was telling you a secret, but he is not lowering his <laughs> voice and what's over. Did you see this? Uh, you see this platform that mm -hmm. is uh, below the blade of the axe? See, we cannot wield the axe because it is uh, this massive. So, so what we did is very smart. So, so we built this platform. We tied the prisoners down. And then we just raise the platform up to the blade. It is great. It's just, it is, uh, how do you say, reverse guillotine. That's super cool. So, uh, I know. It is you, so much fun. Can you give us a tour inside? Sure. <laughs> this is the axe. <laughs> just points to it. Don't touch it. Don't, do not touch it. Do not step on the platform because you will lose your head. <laughs> it's a joke. No. All right. All right. Everybody. <laughs> So that is the X. Uh, oh, over here, this is uh, Sir December. Sir December is uh, is over here bragging to all the people about his latest conquest as he's killing all the magical creatures. Uh, some people just want to be boisterous. <laughs> Where do they keep the people who are about to be executed? Ah, oh, they keep them in the dungeons downstairs. Oh, course. let's go look at that. That'd oh, you so want to go cool. downstairs? Yeah, oh my gosh. Oh. You know what? You don't even need to come with us. Oh, that's great, because the alcohol's up here! That's right! Just oh. point, us, point us in the oh, direction. <laughs> three of his tentacles point that way, the other three point that way. Uh, this is, um... Uh... Oh, boy. I've had too many. Good <laughs> down. Uh, hey, sir! Um... Uh, um hey, sir! Sir! Oh... Like, <laughs> gets close to passing out. What are we talking about? Where's the dungeon? Oh, it's that way! <laughs> He points, like, off stage to where the, the executions will be. Hey, guys, let's... Do you guys want to do some shots? Oh, when, yeah. we, when we get back... Yeah, we'll celebrate we our tour. We gotta jeer at some exe uh, executionees. We'll lots of shots. Okay, send for your party! Yeah! <laughs> you can see it's really hard for Robin not to stay and do shots. <laughs> <laughs> Gomer just starts dragging Robin right. by the hand. He's like, see you later, Jocktopus! <laughs> Jocktopus! <laughs> I love it. He's like, all right, you guys, see you around. I will bring shots for us all later. Hey, let's do shots for every execution. Forever! Okay. I start walking towards 
where the dungeons are and looking back at these guys like, come on. As you start walking towards where he pointed off, uh, where they're keeping the prisoners, you notice that the amulet in your pocket is radiating a bit of heat, but now, but now your, your wrist is really starting to hurt as you move further towards the head of the room. It's almost burning. Okay, so I stop. <laughs> are, are there people around us? Yeah, there's, there's people partying. There's just okay. revelry happening. Robin is looking around, trying to steal drinks. <laughs> I come to a complete dead halt. Nobody runs into me. That's great. And <laughs> you guys, I think some, I think something's not right. My my bracelet's burning me. And I hold up my arm. Is it the magic? My bracelet's not magic. My mom. It's when just you, a bracelet. My mom. Gave when me. you hold hold up your arm to show everybody, you, like it starts shaking to the point that your wrist is now shaking. Back away and see if it stops shaking. I want to use curiouser and curiouser as I back away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is what's happening on my wrist dangerous? If you keep going forward, I'll give you a straight answer. If you back off, then it'll be a riddle. We don't have much time. Let's just go. I'll be fine. Let's just keep going. <laughs> you push through and it starts shaking. You're just walking. Like, offer you my arm. <laughs> offer you my arm, so we're uh, both shaking. And uh, the what stops you is trumpets blaring, and you see a white knight and uh, in a, uh, a mask that is like this ivory white with just a smug look on its face. It starts taking the stage and is pulling a chain with people that the, the three companions you all recognize as members of the circus. And he's pulling them on stage and, and the, the crowd has stopped. He's dragging them to the platform where, where Jacques-Jacques showed you where the reverse guillotine would be. And on instinct, Kat, you raise your arm in like the oh no kind of look. And as you do, you see the giant wall-mounted axe is shaking as you push your hand towards it. And the closer you push towards it, the more it shakes. I steal myself, and in my loudest, not quiet and patient at all voice, I say, may I have everyone's attention, please? This evening's pre-execution entertainment is about to begin. All right. I will need two balls and a sword. <laughs> I didn't mean that to be phallic, but it is. <laughs> Gomer immediately backs away. <laughs> Get those Gomers out of here. Roll, you, if you're breaking one of your manners. Oh, yeah. Are you using any of your other Putting beliefs? myself out there for you sure and trusting my, trusting my instincts. Right there. So. And I'm being assertive. You got this, Pam. 11. You overcome your fear of being quiet and patient. What new belief do you put in its place? What do you guys think? Because I already have put yourself out there. I mean, this it's, is a There's command. never a bad time to juggle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, this could be like a command or leadership move, or it could be a... Or like grab the reins of something. Presence. Command the situation. Know when to time. take charge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, that's there great. We there we go. Yep. I fall in line. I'm like, this is a leader. Okay, so I start 
I, I'm placing myself as near to the axe as I can be, and I, I gather the materials. People around the crowd have just been captivated by my assertiveness and my leadership skills. And so I, I start juggling, and it's spectacular and beautiful, and I start going higher and higher, and the items I'm juggling are coming cl- to closer contact with where the axe is, and I'm like, okay, somebody throw me a shoe. And somebody throws me a shoe and I incorporate it into my act. I'm like, and for my final juggling trick, and I, as I'm juggling, I take my wrist bracelet off and I toss it up as high as I can into the axe hanging on the thing. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Uh, also, I just want to point out that uh, as you're juggling, Robin's sitting back with his arms crossed like, I did that. (laughs) (laughs) You throw your bracelet up in the air and it reaches that point of being as close to the axe as you can get it in that arc. And the axe flies off the wall. This massive wall-sized axe comes pulling towards your bracelet. And as it pulls towards the bracelet, it shrinks in size, so it attaches to your bracelet. As it comes down, you catch the axe and the bracelet together, and while it is now a small enough size that you can hold it as a person when it was wall size before, the amount of power that was inside it does not change. So as you grip it, you feel the most intense amount of energy you have ever felt in your life. And you know it has to go somewhere. You know in this moment, as this insane energy is coursing through you, you have to send it somewhere. Do you do you send it? out? Do you send it up? Do you send it inside yourself? But it has to go somewhere because it is going to burst from this axe. I slam it into my other foot. And that is where we end chapter two. (laughs) (laughs) What? You slam it into your foot? Why? You're an insane person. Hell yeah. Trust, Trust your instincts. As this evening's tale comes to a close, you notice the fireplace has lost some of its warmth and light. That's your cue that it's time to take your leave of the club. As you make your way to the door, you are tempted to deviate from this warmly lit corridor. Suddenly and silently, Stevens appears with your coat and the slightest of nods. You leave, satisfied, knowing that next month will bring another tale and possibly a chance for adventure. Goodbye for now, members.